The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. What is going on, y'all? We are back. It is another edition of No Bets Barred, this time for UFC 287. Alex Pereira, Israel Adesanya 2. Alex Pereira, Israel Adesanya 4. Which one is it? It depends. It will be the fourth time they are fighting in combat sports. We are making a return to Miami. First time in almost 20 years that the promotion has been back. Uh, and that means we have a special guest, Tony. Come on. I'm going to butcher your last you name if I say to. it, bro. The no, only no, say man it, to say turn it. to. Say it, say it, say it, say it. Kaladiud? Yes! That's there it? You go. You're Let's kidding go. me. Oh, nailed it. First try. Um, I'm super excited. The last time I was here, boys, um, I want to say it was 278. The head kick heard across the world. That was it. That was the last time I was here, I want to say. And we were like, oh, sleepy card in Salt Lake City. Like, who really cares? And then, boom, that happened. So, like, you know something good is going to happen this time because I was here for a great one last time. But uh, I, I, I'm excited I, I to be here, boys. I love you guys. Juju. I need you to work some juju for us. Actually, you were, like, one of the first that we really indoctrined into Flyweight Unders. Yes. Yes, you, you 100%. Spread- and, and heavyweight overs too. Yes, heavyweight overs. I'm in, I'm in both camps. There's I've a been couple. Preaching to the, I've been preaching to the masses. Like you've converted me, and I've been preaching to the masses. Like my boys back home and all across that are in DK states. I'm like, hey, make sure you guys are betting flyweight unders. It's the gospel. Please do it. I know we've had some trip ups along the way, but. The gospel still goes. Oh, the gospel still goes. That's for sure. Unfortunately, none on this card uh, to get any action. Just a quick recap going into last week. No UFC, Game Bread Boxing, Fight Circus, uh, PFL, Bellator. Any Anything you consumed, anything you bet on this past week, both Jed and Tony? Nothing for me. I, I, uh, I had a bachelor party this weekend, so I... Oh, you were uh, off the grid, off the map. I, I actually went full off the grid. Didn't even bring my laptop and just disconnected uh except for to watch the final obviously final four men's and women's electric Ooh, State, game. The yeah. beater, crazy the, oh, the my canes beater too. was crazy uh, tough yes one. yes my, tough one for our canes all right so but, i will say yeah. this my my roommate is a diehard miami fan so he he was paying close attention and the elite eight game 
when you were down 10, 12, however much it was, took Miami plus 525 on the money line, the comeback. <laughs> it was a thing of beauty. So Huge. I'm, I'm Kane still I die at this point. <laughs> 305 for life. Um, yeah, that was, that was a tough one. It's just, I don't think, I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember where I saw it, but somebody had said that it was the hardest road to a Final Four or Championship game in history that Miami had to go through to make it to the Final Four and to like win a championship. Like every team was just a murderer's row of like legit college basketball teams. And it was, it was tough, but there's only so much that, that a small team can propel itself when you see UConn and they've got a guy seven, two and Sonogo who's like coming off the bench and just like, dude, they, I mean, it, it, their front court was huge. So it was tough, but I did not bet anything uh, fighting wise. I was plugged in here and there, uh, seeing seeing the results and stuff, but I didn't I didn't have any uh, any cash. I've been saving it for this week. That's the smart way to do it. That's the smart way to do it. Good, I took some Bellator action. I took some PFL action. Lost everything. Uh, I mean, it's just a, a money gutter. So you're due. Uh, Perfect. I mean, you say geez, but I, I'm talking like four bets and like one point two units worth of exposure. I mostly just mean it as geez that this year. Oh yeah, man. It's it's gotten to the point where like I'm almost talking about myself in the third person as a mush. Like I'm just like, oh, Connor's on that. I'm gonna be on the opposite. Um, yeah, I mean the confidence is gone. I don't know what to do. I could watch 20 hours of tape and still have no idea what to do. Uh, so that was the weekend. It was can still be proud. Miami Final Four Women's Elite Eight as yeah. a nine seed, first uh, time in in, in uh, pro- program history. So it's huge. Got to be happy there. Uh, let's get right into it. It's it's the main event of the weekend. It's it's the main event of the month, in my opinion, in terms of combat sports. UFC 287. How's the vibes down in the 305? We, that's why we bring Tony on. It, <laughs> Come if on. you don't know him of Lebetard fame, you, you need to get right. You need to yeah, change how you're step going. Step your shit up, guys. He's at down, 10 Day he's Tony got, on Twitter and Instagram. At 10 Day Tony on Twitter and on Instagram. He's got boots on the ground. Boots on yes. the beach, as I yes. like to say, for UFC Miami. What's the vibe like? How How high is... South Beach going right now for so the beautiful thing about Miami is that it could be any given day on any given month on any given year and something is happening so when we were first talking like before we started recording you're like how's the vibe down there I'm like vibes are great as always as always yeah it's 80 80 degrees it's sunny and it's 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 87 today (laughs) so it's it's a hot one sounds tough (laughs) as a man that likes hot weather that's like my dream Oh, dude. So we were touring. Uh, we're, we're actually leaving. So our studios for, for Levitard Show are on South Beach at the Clevelander. No we're deal. actually moving uh, studios to another studio kind of in downtown Miami, right across the street from what is now the Kasaya Center, the which Kasaya I will never Center. call it that. I've, I will. That's the last time I'm ever going to call it that, the AAA. Um, our studio is now say. right across from the AAA. So I was watching it and I was like, oh, shit, that's right. UFC 287 this weekend. Like, I'm super excited. The vibe across the city. Uh, people have not thought about it yet because <laughs> we're a late arriving crowd in Miami, right? Like that's yeah. why the UFC was very hesitant to put, you know, shows and, and events down here because it's like, man, are we going to have all of these late arriving people? Is it going to make sense? Are we going to stack the car with wrestlers and nobody's going to want to watch like a lot of things to consider. But if I know one thing, it's Miami and I know that we're going to show out Friday night, it's going to be the talk of the town Saturday morning. People are going to get really excited I know people that want to get in the building and it's upwards of four digits that they're going to have to pay to walk into the AAA. Like we're talking about 
like 1200 1500 1700 2500 bucks for for like reasonable seats right we're not talking octagon side we're not talking you know you're sitting between joe rogan and john anik like i'm talking about up we call it uptown at the triple a just to get to to walk in it's like 1700 bucks oh it's it's crazy but the vibes are going to be the vibes are going to be crazy like i i know for a fact that miami's going to show out obviously you got game bread on the card like he's going to draw a crazy amount of people. Izzy Pereira too. I was at Izzy Pereira one in oh. New York when we were we weren't able to link up, but that uh, was. I, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But like, it's going to be crazy. And I'm I'm. You my will wife's be in the upset. building. I will Tony be in the, in the building. Let's go. I will be in the building. Come on. I would not. I would not miss that. My wife's upset. She wants me to to get her in. I wasn't able to pull those strings. The guy that I was talking about didn't want to pay four figures. That was me. I didn't want to pay. Sorry, honey. You're going to have to camp it on the couch. I'm Nothing like, I next can one. Do. Next one. I next promise. One. Next one. But yeah, vibes are, vibes are great. The fights are going to be great. Like, I'm super excited. In another 20 years when when they return to Miami, uh, that's, that's when I'll get you in. Uh, I promise. I mean, the vibes for me, I'm pretty hyped. Like, uh, I'm not going to be in Miami. Wish I was. Fantastic city. Been there a few times. Every time I go, I think I, I start to love it a little bit more. What I am going to do, we're doing a watch party. There's going to be some Miami Vice themes. We're going to keep it, you know, the the pink, the blue, the white. It's, it's going to be good. Here's what I'm thinking. Right here, right. And a man with, if I'm not mistaken, you, you got Cuban roots? Yes. Cuban on both sides. What, 100% what Cuban. What I'm thinking is, I think I'm, you know, New York, big food town. I think I'm going to hit a Cuban restaurant for yeah. like a, a late lunch, early dinner beforehand. Yes, sir. Is there anything that I need to get? What, what's what's the dish, wow. the go-to dish? Wow. It depends. Like, do you want sandwiches? Do you want like actual oh. food? Wow. Like that, that there's, there's a bevy of stuff across the Cuban cuisine that you can get, right? So if you haven't had Cuban food before, it is not high in spice like other Hispanic foods. It's a very savory cuisine. Um, there's a lot of sweet, there's a lot of salty, um, man, I'd probably say if you want to eat good and you want an actual plate of food, you have to get what's called biste empanizado, which is essentially fried steak. Oh, they take like a, like a, a slim, super thin palomilla steak and then they bread it like they would any country fried steak yeah. and bring it up. You put lime on top. You oh. get that with white rice, with black beans, with, with platanitos maduro. Oh, delicious. So that's. I'll text it to you. Or if you're in the mood for a sandwich, you got to get a Cuban or you get what's called una croqueta preparada, which is, have you had croquetas before? Yes. Okay. So that's that. Imagine a Cuban sandwich. Uh, you've got Swiss cheese, you've got oh, yeah. ham, you've got pork. And then what they do is they take the croquetas and then they like smush them inside the sandwich, <laughs> press it down together. This body <laughs> built by croqueta preparada right here. <laughs> So the first thing you said, if I went into like a a real authentic Cuban restaurant and I asked for that, uh-huh. they're gonna be like, "Yep, we got." Yeah, it. Yeah, they'll be like, "All right, okay. let's go." All this right. guy knows what he's talking about. Yes. Bite, <laughs> bite empanizado, bite? which just literally means breaded steak. That's oh, awesome. I love it. I love it. You're gonna have to text it to me. I'm gonna practice it a million times, and then I'm gonna walk in, and I'm just gonna. That's all, they're gonna look at me. That's all I'm gonna say. They're gonna be like, "This guy knows what the fuck he's talking you te- about." And you tell him moro, moro? maduro. Imaruro. And they're going to be like Imaruro. this guy. This that guy. means you get moros, which is the black beans and rice, and then maduros, which is like the plant, the fried plantains. Incredible. You're locked in, dude. They're going to be like, yeah, what, what, they're gonna be like, what part of Cuba are you from? I'm going to be like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's I'm right. sure that that's what they that's will me. when they look at you. That's, that's what they're going to say. Uh, all right. I cannot wait. Just talking about it is getting me even more excited. By the way, before we get, before we hop in, I have to give you your flowers because I don't think 
there's a better watch party outside of the one that I do, obviously. Um, MMA Hangout. Shout out to the MMA Hangout. Yeah. Um, you guys put on such a great watch party wow. because I watched the clips after um, because obviously I'm in the middle of yeah, our yeah, show. Of course, so like I'm not keeping tabs on everything. But dude, when I see your visuals, when I see like what you guys put out on social, you are absolutely killing it. Wow. Like the graphics, I, I appreciate that. The vibes, I appreciate dude, that. everything is absolutely A1. I, I sincerely appreciate that, especially coming from you. I've been a part of the MMA hang before. I wish I could have uh, done it more. Now it feels like this is sort of a staple for us at MMA fighting. Uh, Jed has been a part of it a few times. Shout out to Valentina Shevchenko, of course. Uh, we, I mean, we got we got some stuff planned for this weekend. I will say that. We've got some stuff in store for the Miami show. Well, since I'm not doing the show, if you send me a link... I may be able to put, pop it up on my phone. I don't know saying, how you guys work that. I mean, I don't, I'm, I don't I'm know available how, uh, for boots on the ground. If that's, that's, I don't know. Whoa now. Whoa know. now. You, okay. are you, you're going to do some sort of media something? Like, are you going to have a, a Wi-Fi I've got access? the credentials. I've got the credentials. I don't know what I'm able to do in there, but, you know, it's our home arena. I can figure out something to do. Just I'm, in case if you want to get some boots on the ground. I'm going to keep you know, tabs on that. I'm, I'm, this this is a real thing. I hope that wasn't you were just being polite. And that no, just no, 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 absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> right. not. Fantastic. Thank you again for, for the kind words. Let's get into it, boys. UFC 287. Israel Adesanya taking on Alex Pereira. Second time in the octagon. Fourth time overall in combat sports. I cannot wait. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I need you guys to tell me. Jed, I'll start with you because I'm going to start with Tony on the co-main event. Uh, just for me personally, seeing Israel Adesanya as a favorite, as huge of an Adesanya fan as I am, I cannot go back to the well on a favorite that just lost the belt. We know the record. It's there. I ignore it every time. They're like 3-12 and 12 in immediate rematches. I just lost money on Kamara Usman at, at chalk odds. Uh, going in for the immediate rematch. I can't do it again. Jed, how are we feeling about this one? Look, we say this all the time. You're you're taking a smart and reasonable approach, and I cannot do it. I'm There's not going to hate you for it. Look, this is this may be the, the pick I feel the stupidest about, and this, that includes the fact that I lost my entire bankroll on Valentin Shevchenko earlier this year. <laughs> If this goes one kind of way and I'm sitting here holding the dumb ticket, I will feel like an idiot because I'm I'm back in Israel Adesanya this time. Uh, I, I didn't pick him last time, so I feel at least good about that. that. Is I'm not just you, you I, did I, take it. You did take Alex last time. Yeah, but the the odds were a lot better, and I felt that it was there. And I I understand why this is a favorite, and this is textbook textbook gambler's fallacy. He can't just keep losing. Like he cannot continue to lose to this man. He's too good. They are very clearly evenly matched. Like, yes, I know Pereira has three wins in three fights, but in each of those fights, the first one arguably is he should have won the decision. The second one is he almost knocked him out and was well ahead before he got knocked out. And in this last one, the same thing put him on skates at the end of that first round, couldn't close the show, ran out of time very because it happened all very, very quickly, was was kind of cruising to a win, and then the last charge of Pereira. And I cannot believe that these two dudes would fight four times and every single one of them would go Pereira's way. It just that doesn't track to me. And so what I said last time, the reason I picked Pereira, Pereira then, it still stands. I... 
I think that he is is favored to win this fight in general because like I I I why I thought he should win or could win last time, I guess, better way to say this is Izzy is just way too cautious now. Like he he is unwilling to throw himself into the fire he for fear of getting knocked out and what that ultimately ends up doing is it means he has to spend 25 minutes being perfect. And it's so hard to do that. The margins are so small. And we saw that. And particularly when in the fifth round, it that becomes an, an escalating path of danger, too, is the other part of it. Because when Pereira knows he's behind, like he did in the fifth round, his coach has told him, you got to knock this dude out. And he is not Jared Cannonier. He's not going to sit there and take a moral victory of making it to the final bell. Or I'm just going to trust the process and eventually I'll land it. He is going to make something happen round over round over round. I simply don't think Izzy should fight him that way. And I have to believe, even though I said this last time and I was freaking wrong, I have to believe that Israel Adesanya, who is much smarter and better at fighting than I am, and that his coaches and City Kickboxing, who are some of the smartest, best coaches at fighting in this whole sport, can see what everyone else can see. And they will tell him, you cannot give ground this time. By hook or by, you just got to stand toe-to-toe and chuck him. And if you go out on your shield, okay. I refuse to believe that he's coming into this fight with all these stakes and all this pressure. Because if he loses, it's it. He's lost four. It, it, we are cooked at this point. It's never happening again. I refuse to think that he is going to try and Toreador his way through this. This time, I think he comes to... To, to settle up. And if he does that, I think he's got a real good chance. And so, because I'm an idiot and I refuse to learn lessons, uh, I'm, I'm going to pick Israel Disney and I'm going to bet him at minus 135. I love it. I love it. I mean, that whole speech just got me pumped up because I feel, this, <laughs> I feel the same way. I like As good as Izzy is, as much success as he has had over his combat sports career, he's 23-2 and in MMA. Like, he is unbelievable. I refuse to believe what you just said. Back against the wall. This is it. You lose this one, it's done, bro. It's put to bed. That guy has your number, and he will always... Anytime you're mentioned in the conversations of the greats, it'll always be, yeah, but... Alex Pereira, he he was four and zero against, and you'll never get to fight him again. No four and zero, they are never letting you fight him again. Why would Pereira take it again? At at four and zero, it's just like, dude, beat you twice in kickboxing, beat you twice in MMA, it's done, dude. How many times do I have to keep doing this? (laughs) And and the thing is, Pereira, if you watch Countdown this week, he is under the belief that he is just that guy to to Israel Adesanya. He says in kickboxing there was a guy that he just could not beat, and he believes that if he fought him again today, he wouldn't beat him again. And he is that to Israel Adesanya. He just has his number. Adesanya is here to disprove that. I think that he is going to have to be aggressive. He cannot get his back up against the cage again. That's where Pereira just thrives. That's where he tees off. That's where you're in his world. He has to push this fight. He has to pressure Pereira. He has to bring the fight to him. And because I think that I went with the under four and a half. I did it last Ooh, fight. So barely, am I. Barely cashed last fight. Barely cashed last fight. As I was as I was accepting that Adesanya just lost his belt in the craziest fashion ever, I was just like, what was the time on that again, guys? Like, was it the under four and a <laughs> half? Can, <laughs> like, can, can someone check the clock on that for me? Like, I was like freaking out. I think we get it again. I think Israel Adesanya is fully capable of finishing Alex Pereira. We 
everyone's going to point to it. End around one. Yes, he had him hurt. He had him wobbled. He had him in advantageous positions on the ground where it looked like he may be able to get a finish if, if he didn't run out of time there as well. And then obviously the argument does not need, need to be made. Nothing needs to be stated. Alex Pereira is alive for a KO for 25 minutes. I love that bet because I'm with you on it. I, uh, I, I think we're getting a, a quicker finish. I, I considered taking alt line under two wow. of, uh, of something a little earlier. I just, I think this time Izzy has to make a fight of it for real. And if that I, happens, one dude is going to sleep. <laughs> they are not going to be getting after it in the middle and make it, you know, longer than 15 minutes. I, I would seriously doubt that. I think, I think one thing, and if we can see Izzy protect his legs, right? I know, Beto was absolutely chopping that front leg and it didn't look like it, but that's that bothered Izzy big time. Like he wasn't able to be himself with that leg so compromised. So like we know that Izzy had him within five seconds of that first round. If it goes five seconds longer, he's asleep. And obviously the rest of the story is history, but maybe Pereira's just that guy. Right. Like he is he is a terrifying person. Obviously, I know, Connor, you've seen him in person and like stood next to him. Like when I saw him because I was at the what was it? 281 in New York. Right. When yeah, when him yeah, and he fought. Yeah. So we were up there for the card. We were there for for everything. Right. So we were at the ceremonial weigh ins. And I remember we were probably 10 rows back from the stage. Izzy comes out. All of a sudden, Pereira comes out in the headdress with the face paint. It's like terrifying. This dude is not human. This guy is from another planet. I don't know where they got this guy from. I don't know why it took him so long to come to the UFC, but like he is terrifying. And maybe he's just that boogeyman, right? Like we just saw it with Camaro and Leon. Like he was, Leon was in his head and there was nothing that Camaro could do. He looked a totally different fighter to me this past fight, right? Maybe we see Izzy trying to make some adjustments, but just mentally not being able to, to, take the next step and have the hurdle of, okay, I can beat this guy. Like, does that first round loom large? Does he remember the fact that, oh, I had this guy on the ropes. I had him on skates five seconds longer. He's KO'd like maybe, but as of right now, and I'm a huge Izzy fan. I think we all are right. My wife's favorite fighter is Izzy. Like she, she gets legitimately nervous and wants to like throw up every time that his fights comes on. Cause she doesn't want him to lose. And we've gotten to a point where like he didn't lose. But now it's Pereira. Yes. Now it's personal. Now he says it's all online. If it's not now, it's never. And it's like, well, like you're going to have to do it against the baddest motherfucker on the planet at middleweight. Like, can you do that? Do you still have that gauge to like step up to that level and beat a guy who has beaten you three times? I don't know. Like for me, I think, at, and as much as I hate to say it, I'm going to take the plus, the plus money. I'm going to take Pereira. I just don't I, have the confidence I, in Izzy right now. He's going to have to prove I can't, me wrong. I can't blame plus money anyone. on a guy who's yeah. won three in a row yeah. against. And who's the champion, by the way? I, yeah, it's reasonable. I, I can't. Reasonable I can't bet. blame. I cannot blame anyone for either side. If, if your brain just goes to, he's not going to go zero and four. He's too good of a mixed mar- martial artist. Or I'm getting plus money on the guy that's three and zero against this dude. Like he's in his head and he's just that guy. I, I really can't blame either side. I, I'm just on the under. I think we get a banger. I, I think it's it's a classic, and I, I think someone does go out. And uh, we either are looking at the the trilogy in the octagon, or I mean, the end of this for for Israel Adesanya. Does he does he just like that's it? Like there's nothing else to say. Like he he'll never get back to that middleweight belt. Like if Pereira has I, I it, think it's he over. Could, I think he could get back to the belt by 
Pereira moving up to 205 and, and is he taking it over? Which would be but, huge, by the way. Gosh, in, in terms of legacy, man, I mean, this as, a as incredible as Israel Adesanya was, all the way up until that Jan fight, untouchable. This dude was unbelievable and it, he was a huge favorite to become a double champ. If he loses this one, I mean, it, it, the legacy definitely takes a hit. And he, he's just done if he loses this one. I think he's kind of done either way. Uh, this is his last realistic shot to win the belt, in my mind. So if he doesn't win the belt here, he can get to another title shot, particularly if Pereira loses to uh, Hamza Chemaev or, or Robert Whitaker, both fights that like are very losable fights for him. But I don't... Izzy's going to have to string together wins. Historically, once a long-reigning dominant champion starts to lose, that begets more losing, and they just kind of fall off. The game catches up. People adjust. There are a bunch of new young hitters coming, and I, I if 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 it's not Pereira, I really like Hamzat's chances against Izzy. Yeah, <laughs> so like, it's it, he needs to get this one, or else he is. I mean, he's objectively not going to get a title fight as long as Pereira's there, and he's probably just then going to be in fun fight territory. Maybe he tries to move up to two hundred five if he loses, actually bulk up to make the transition this time instead of just going natural. Uh, you know, put on a little weight, but Pereira is huge and has fought at 205. And there's always the opportunity that Izzy bumps up, and then Pereira says, You know what? I'm gonna do it too. <laughs> and at which point Izzy's then just still screwed any which way he cuts it. So this is this is it. This is all or nothing for Izzy right here. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Can't wait. I can't wait. That's the main event. Going to be fireworks. It's must-watch television. Cannot wait to see how it unfolds. Let's get to the co-main event, another one that I'm very excited for. Jorge Gamebred Masvidal taking on Gilbert Burns. Right now, Gilbert Burns sitting at a minus 450. Jorge Masvidal coming back at plus 360. This is why we bring you here, Tony. This is why we bring you here. You, I'm, I'm tasking you with this. Boots on the ground in 305. Yeah. To tell me why Game Bread gets his hand raised. Ah, man. Um, <laughs> it's, it's so tough, man, because I love George, right? Like, he embodies what this, the real part of this city is, right? Like, it's not South Beach. It's not Spring Break. It's not clubs. It's not that stuff. It's like... It's like the people in Westchester that are blue collar people that work 
three jobs for a living that try to put food on people's tables. It's the people in Cutler Ridge. It's the people down south. It's like the people out in West Kendall, like the immigrants that come here looking for a better life. Like that's what George is, right? Like that's what Miami is. The real Miami is that, right? So when you when you put up somebody like George and and a journeyman fighter by every stretch of the word until that moment with Ben, until you know the flying knee, and now he's a powder keg and it's exploded and now he's one of the biggest fighters on the planet. But like when you put somebody with that, with those roots, with that, like just that, that community behind him, it's tough to go to get, go against him. Right. And like, it sucks that it had to be Gil because he's just such a powerhouse, right? Like he's somebody that when you lock that cage, it's like, Oh shit. Like this is going to be a tough one. Right. Because the, the fight between him and Hamza was like, hall of fame level fight like that was an absolute banger i think this one's going to be a big time banger too and it had to to be for miami right like they had to put izzy Pereira too they had to put gill and they had to put masvidal like they need bangers and i think this one's going to be a banger i know george has been doing a lot of soul searching a lot of trying to get his mind right i know that he's recently left his management the frm team he's now kind of on his own doing his own stuff like trying to trying to to almost recreate why he fell in love with the sport and his training his cardio his team is getting smaller it's getting more precise um why is george going to get his hand raised i think that george is ready to fight a fight against gilbert burns he's he's mentally there right i think something happened after that kamara loss that knockout that everybody saw the sweat flying down George is in another dimension. Like when that happens, and obviously we just saw with Kamara recently, when that knockout happens, you rethink everything, right? Like no fighter goes back in like, Oh no, I'm good. Like, let's just re-rack it. Like I'm good to go. Like there are, there are, it's seeing ghosts, right? Like, well, who is it? I think it was Sam Darnold with the jets. He's like, yeah, I'm seeing ghosts out there. Like I'm just throwing the ball. I don't really know to who, but (laughs) there's just somebody there and they're picking it off. I don't know. Like that back of your mind thought process of like, damn, am I, is there, is there going to be a, a faint right hook that I don't see coming? Is there going to be a leg that I don't see coming? Like, I think George has worked through that. I think he's in a space where mentally he's good. Physically he's good. I know his hand is doing a lot better. Um, it's going to take a KO just flat out. Like, and I don't know if that's going to be able to happen, right? Like Gil is a fucking ox. Like the dude is built different. He's a bear. He's a bull, whatever animal attribute you want to give to him. Like he's just built different. If George can catch him, he can win. If it goes to decision, I mean, eh, I'm not too, too, too big on George winning by decision. Like it's got to be a KO to answer your question. Like George gets his hand raised if it's a KO. All right. So here's what I did. It's in Miami. Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't stay away from from George Masvidal here. I will I will pay the price of admission, it being 0.8 units this week. That's my price of admission to just live a little, as as Jed always says, just to live a little, just to experience, just to feel alive. Yeah, of game bread being you're there. Speaking yeah. my language. What I did, what I did. That's I am I actively making Connor Burks the worst gambler, and I love it. I did half unit George, plus 380, 0.3 units. George by KO plus 700. If he knocks Gilbert Burns out, fan for life right here, you will see me. I'll get the 305 tatted on my chest. Like I will go absolutely ape shit 
just to feel alive in that moment, I'm willing to pay the price for admission. I would rather feel alive paying this this point eight than pay five units to win one on on Dorinha. At the end of the day, if it's a 110-110 fight, minus one ten each way, yeah, I'm probably backing up the brinks on Gilbert Dorinha. Like this this feels like a fight that he's likely going to win, especially if he goes to the ground. But if it stays standing, man, I think George can hang. I uh, I'm surprised. I thought I, I thought the energy because I saw that you had a, had a bet on on uh, on Jorge Masvidal, Connor, and and obviously with Tony. Come on, baby. I Come thought there would be a lot more positive energy. This is a very reluctant <laughs> appeal. Like, well, I hope I George mean, can I, survive. I, and I mean, dude, I'm doing a, it. Like, he's a plus four hundred for a reason. <laughs> exactly. He's thirty eight years no, old. That's that's my point. Is he shouldn't be a plus four hundred. I'm not saying he's going to win hear. this fight. That's what I needed to hear. What should he be lined as? Plus one eighty, plus two hundred, two 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 hundred two fifty. Like that. That feels At correct. Home. And that's what yeah, I'm saying. Like, All right, hey, I'm not even factoring in the Miami part of this. Uh, just be real, like, be real before you get on this. How crazy is this crowd going to go insane. for Tony? Like, is insane. like this is like a real hometown guy that like people are going to be insane. going. I can't. I can't, for? I can't describe. I can't describe yes. what it's okay. going to be. The moment that's he what walks I out, we, like the place is going to go insane. I didn't want people to be like, yeah, like stand up. No, 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 no. Like I want it to be like there he is. That's a fucking guy. Dude, the that's roof is going to blow off the place. Like, that's the what I need. That's what I need to hear. The place. I feel so much better. I feel so much better now then. Like there's going to yeah, be man. people that that are there just to see George, obviously, right? Yes. But like there has been such a growth of the sport down here, right? That is, you can directly tie to George, right? Even going back before the knockout of Ben Askren, before all of this stuff, when he was fighting in Perrine, on on Kimbo Slice's YouTube page, okay, when you had a grainy video of him in big ass jean shorts knocking dudes out at 19 years old, like there's been people that have been following George since then. We're talking about 2003, 2002, 2001. That now come full circle, see him as one of the biggest draws in the sport. That he's basically like resuscitated down here. I don't even know if resuscitated is the right word because like it was dead. There was nothing, right? Like he's been the first person to be like, all right, everybody. Let's go. Like, this is it. Like, we're part of this now. Incredible. Incredible. Now, Jed, now you tell me why he should be a small underdog and why he's going to win. I mean, the, this isn't, like, that bad of a fight for him. Again, I don't think it's a great fight. Like, I I, I would pick, if we're just going head-to-head picking, I'm going to pick Gilbert Burns to win the fight. He's, I think he's certainly faster uh, with his with his striking. I, I don't know that he is better, but he packs a punch and he's got much quicker hands. And he's obviously a world champion jujitsu player, but he's not a great offensive wrestler. He is a competent offensive Facts. wrestler, but and people, I think people have a bad conception of what Jorge Masvidal is as a as a defensive fighter and a defensive wrestler. He is excellent at both. Now, some some little person listening to this is immediately losing their mind. Like, Colby Covington took him down a million times. Do you know how many times Colby Covington shot? Um, also a million. Yeah. He got six takedowns on 15 attempts. And this is Colby Covington, constant forward pressure, relentless takedowns. That is not what Gilbert Burns does, has never shown. He can't keep that up for 15 minutes, even if he can do it for the first five. And as good as Burns is on the ground... He will win if this fight is on the ground. It is a stretch for me to think that he is going to like pretzel up Jorge. Like Jorge is a very, very solid defensive grappler, super durable on the feet, 
yeah, you can get caught. Gilbert, they're going to be competing in every phase of this game is, is kind of where Love I it. stand. And I, I think Burns has Burns is a little bit more athletic and, and has some natural advantages coming in here. But Masvidal is I'm trying to think of the right way to phrase this. Masvidal adjusts very well and knows how to kind of uh, work around what he's seeing early on in the fight. He is going to come in here. He's going to be juiced to the moon yeah. from the crowd, oh, just yeah. amped beyond all belief. And I think they're going to get after it. I I doubt Burns scores that many takedowns. And if we're talking about just a straight striking match, Jorge Masvidal can lose that one. Being, he's not going to lose that at a 80% clip to Gilbert Burns because that's what the odds are. Yeah, the odds are nice. saying this fight yep. is 80% Gilbert Burns, and that's insane. I, I I have written down in my notes, I said, I'm not saying that Jorge Masvidal is definitively going to win this fight. I'm saying there's a greater than 20% chance mm. that yeah, he's going to win the fight. Yeah, exactly. Like he's, he's at like 80% also, that Burns is going to win is nuts. To back you up on this, it feels like it's almost a step down in terms of the wrestling yeah. going from his last three matchups being Colby Covington and Kamaru Usman twice. Like massive step down in the wrestling. Obviously the BJJ, if he does get in in bad positions, that that's a whole nother thing. But I will say, 27 fights across UFC and Strike Force, guy's never been subbed. Like he's been taken down numerous times, never been subbed. The last time he subbed had to have been Toby Amata, which I mean, was the most insane submission of all time in I mean, some regards. Like, like I love it. A reverse triangle in Bellator literally a decade ago. <laughs> so tell me, Jed, are you on George? Yeah, yeah I'm on Hori Muswell plus 380. Big. 380 is just an enormous number that it, it doesn't deserve to be this way. And he's, I'm not kidding. Like, he's been working on his wrestling too big time. Like that's another thing. Like, I think he's learned from those three fights, obviously with Colby Camaro, like legitimate, the best box, you know, the best wrestlers almost in, in the UFC. It's like, how do I get better? I need to get out of positions that, that make me very uh easily submittable right and how do you do that you get your yeah. wrestling up and he's been working on his wrestling a ton too like i'm telling you george is the way he's talking right now is that he's in a different mental space he's cleared from that the bad energy of the knockout he's working on his body he's working on his wrestling like i think he's going to be legitimately a a, a a top tier fighter when we see him next just not only the juice factor from the crowd, but just all the work that he's been doing on himself. Like, I think we're going to see a really, really, really stand up George Masvidal right now. Oh, I, I, this, I don't even think he needs to work on his takedown defense. Honestly, like, that's been the most overblown part of this whole fight to me. He give like when he's fighting Colby Covington and Kamar Usman, the two best wrestlers in the division. He only gave up takedowns to like a thirty three percent rate. Gilbert Burns ain't doing right. that. Like, it's just not. This is a striking match for the vast majority of it. And again, Burns really quick, got good power in his hands. He's a little rote. Those very similar combinations over and over again. He can get countered. Jorge's going to have a pretty, not a huge, but a a discernible reach advantage and is a good technician. Like this is a clo much closer fight than the odds are. I don't, to, to go back to what you said earlier, Tony, I don't think he needs a knockout. I think a knockout would help. And I think that can totally happen, particularly because I suspect Jorge might be might be throwing heat to start yeah. based on that crowd being around him. But I think he can also just kind of outpoint uh, Gilbert Burns over, over 15 minutes. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm all the way on Jorge, on, on Jorge plus uh, 380. And cause I also uh, kind of tagging in around this. I don't think a knockout's particularly likely by either dude. Both guys are really durable. Mm -hmm. I mean, That's for sure. Both got finished by Kamaru Usman. So that makes it a little, you have some concerns there, but 
I mean, that's the only time Masvidal's been been finished since Toby Amata, I believe. Burns has only been finished twice in his entire career. It was the it was Usman and then Dan Hooker back at lightweight when he's cutting a lot. Like, I mean, we just saw Burns go hammer and tongs with Hamza Chamaya for fifteen. I might rewatch yeah. that fight uh, today, by the way, just to get back in the mood. Please do. It's, it's, it's an unbelievable fight. Like it's it was one of the best fights of all of last year. I took the KO simply because of the number plus seven hundred. I mean, yeah, you know, that's a big number. Yeah. And I mean, his last five wins are by knockout. Like we've seen Gilbert Burns chin get checked before. It doesn't happen often. Um, but like if he wins that way, I, I need to have a little bit of action on it. So like, I, I mean, like it. Price I'm taking make- a splash on the over two and a half because it's plus money. It it like it it makes. It makes me this much more excited for this fight, having a bet like that on it. I mean, the way this year's been going, I'm going to lose anyway. I might as well only lose a little. Like, if I had Gilbert Burns, I'd just be sitting here sweating. Like, might as well just, like, enjoy the ride on Jorge Masvidal. And it's like betting It's like betting the unders in football or basketball or something. You're sweating for something to not happen. It's like, yeah. come on, what are we doing here? Let, let, come on. That's what it's, that that's that's what it's going to be That's called like. feeling alive, Tony, and that's that's the entire premise of heavyweight overs. Well, Yes, you're, you're banking on something not that happening. Specific, that's specific, yeah. Tension. That's the that is if you're parlaying up Gilbert Burns this weekend, that is what you're hoping. That just like nothing happens, he gets the takedown and he just beats some pillar to post. Uh, all right, let's keep it rolling then. Main and co-main, cannot wait for. I'm looking at the poster right now. I love that they went with like a Miami theme poster. Like it wasn't just like it doesn't look like like some sort of like NFT, and they're just like here it is. Like the uh, the Australia poster was just like neon yellow. Like it's like what is this? This is amazing. Like we got the doesn't the vertical throw you off? It throws me off because it makes me think that Alex Pajeda is fighting Gilbert Burns. (laughs) Okay, I I actually have a comment on that. I was thinking about that this week (laughs) because they split the color halfway down. It it makes me feel better about it, like the fact that you know Gilbert and Jorge oh, are see? one color, yeah, yeah. Pereira and Adesanya are the same color. See, Plus, no, but that's that's why they helps. should be different colors because they're they're clashing. They are oh. the competing sides of the the red and the blue in the octagon. Like I, yeah, if that I've, looking that poster makes me think Pereira's fighting Gilbert. Burns. I've never understood the stack thing. Yeah, like I uh, like when Jorge announced Game Bread Boxing this past weekend. On the MMA Hour a few months ago, I had to make like a makeshift poster for it. And I did like the side-by-side things. And people were like, oh, like this makes it look like XYZ is fighting XYZ. I'm That's like, weird. I'm putting them right next to each other. It's like, simple. Yeah, like, you know what the fight stack. is, dude. Come on. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> it says it in the text. Like, please. Uh, all right. Let's keep it rolling. Next up, another fight that has the potential to just be a banger. Rob Font taking on Adrian Yanez. Right now, you can get Yanez for minus 180. Rob Font coming back at plus 155. Uh, I think this one is going to be great. I think it's going to be fireworks. Uh, I think if anyone's going to get knocked out, it's going to be Rob Font, but I don't know, dude. I know he's been knocked down in, in his last few fights, but he's got a chin, dude. You got to put him fully out. Never been knocked out. Adrian Yanez, I and know. fought some hitters. Yeah. Important to note that about the never been knocked out. It's not like he's been fighting a bunch of pillow fested dudes. He's, you know, we're talking Marlon Vera, Jose Aldo, Corey Garbrandt hits, obviously, like it's, it's, it's some boys in there. Yeah. And then, I mean, Giannis has, has a chin on him as well. Uh, I'm taking a dog again. I'm going Rob Font. I took him at plus 160. Uh, you know, we've seen Giannis against much, much lower level of competition. I'm talking Randy Costa start. Pretty slow. Davey Grant took him a while to get out of the gates. Won a very close contested split decision. Who does not start slow? Rob Font. He is going to weaponize his volume. Now, we've seen it cost him lately because he's gotten dropped against the likes of Aldo and Cheeto. He was winning each of those rounds till he wasn't. But, I mean, dude, 
Rob Font coming out and putting up 150 strikes, 175 strikes is not completely out of the question. Both these dudes are tough, in my opinion. It goes to a decision. There's Rob Font sitting up 163 to 111 on strikes, wins 29-28. I mean, this this is a step up for for Adrian Yanez. Rob Font is a veteran of this game, man. Like, I still think he's a top 10 bantamweight, and we're getting him at, at plus 160. Uh, I, I took the shot on the dog here, man. Interesting. So this this gets to something I really I didn't recognize about the card until I started diving into it. Lot of live underdogs. This this oh, week. man, like, you're speaking my language. Yes. And like, you could you, you could make a case for almost much, every one of them. You could very much find yourself betting exclusive plus money this and, week. And if, because we're saying so this, inclined. it's going to be like eleven. It's going to be, yeah, it's gonna be 11, <laughs> five on Saturday night. And they're going to be like, we're eleven fights in here in Miami, and we've yet to see an underdog win. Can yeah, Jorge Masvidal do it? It's going to be chalk. <laughs> the watch party is going to be down. sick. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be awesome watching me lose Straight all my chalk. money again. <laughs> the, the one time Connor doesn't go for the chalkiest yeah. yes. parlays in the world is the one time you should cash I'm them. I'm not a complete just chalk-eating donkey square loser. And I'm like, this is the week we go dogs. It's going to be all chalk. I cannot wait for it. Love it. Uh, and, and on that note, I am not taking the dog on this one. Mm. This is one of the ones that, look, we talk about it occasionally on this. Sh- you got some people, you got boys. Adrian Yanez, he's, he's one of boy. my boys. boys. Okay, I, I respect that. One of my boys. Rob Font, people who listen to MMAfighting.com will know that Rob Font previously was a boy. Uh, I previously maybe have made some statements like Rob Font might be the best Bantamweight in the world. <laughs> hmm. That was a little bit premature. I'm a hand up. I got I got a little over my skis there, and his last two performances uh, have have been a bit tough to watch because he's getting a little chinnier. Super durable, incredibly durable. Hadn't been, you know been finished once in his career, and and worked through fighting those hitters. But the difference in the Cheeto Vera fight was largely that he just kept getting hurt. And same with Jose Aldo, he kept getting eating shots that that put him in a bad place. Adrian Yanez is my boy. Uh, he has, as you note, noted, like there's a big step up for him, like going to be his pretty, pretty clearly his biggest step up. But he has looked so good. He has impressed me so much. I think he is ascending. And you always want to be on the on the ascension. You don't want to be on on the potential downslope, which is really what it looks like where Rob Font is. I think we're going to get some great boxing, but I think the speed of Adrian Yanez, the fact that he can keep pace with with Rob Font, I know he starts slow, but his volume builds and builds, and really one of Rob Font's best weapons is just that he he outpaces opponents, and I think Yanez is, is going to be able to quickly catch up and get after him there. Uh, fight's going to be sick. I'm taking Adrian Yanez by decision, though, because, again, oh. Rob Font's really durable, and and it's just the decision line is off. It's plus 240 for Adrian Yanez by decision, which is kind of insane when you consider, like, look at this fight and say Adrian Yanez is a minus 180 favorite. The over is two and a half rounds at minus 125. Like, both of those are are expected to happen. The most likely outcome per Vegas is that Adrian Yanez wins this fight after the 12 and a half minute mark, and yet decision is plus 240. That just feels off. I like the shot, taking the shot. I actually really like yeah. that 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 number plus 240 for Yanis decision is like i was i was like okay I'm, I'm thinking rob font plain and simple volume i think he's gonna be able to outstrike him 
you know, have the durability to to go through the entire fight, not get, you know, taken down, KO'd. But plus 240, I'm like, ah, I don't know. Might be plus switching sides there. Decision I, I like much better. I mean, you're getting plus one. I wouldn't take Adrian Yanez at, at minus 180. That price is not. This is a dog or pass if you're straight betting. For sure. Right. Yeah, I, I just have the straight bet. I wanted to add some font by decision. I was hoping we were going to get something crazy, like a like a plus 400 or something. It doesn't look like we're going to get that. Um, it looks similar to the Yanez by decision. I mean, it, it very well could end up like that Davy Grant fight. It could be incredibly yeah. close, goes to decision. Someone wins a splitty. Wouldn't be surprised at all. Uh, what are the splitty odds? I didn't even look at them. Split, split, split. Win, win by decision or split majority or splitty. Plus 1,000 for Yanez by majority or splitty. Plus 1,100 for Font by majority hmm. or splitty. I, I just feel like that's like I, anytime I try and do that, that never works out for me. Like sub prop bets? <laughs> yes, exactly. Like sub prop bets. Okay. Fight to be won by split or majority is plus 550. Uh, that's not enough. That's not enough juice there for me. All right. So we're disagreeing, but uh, kind of an agreement there. I got fun. Y'all got Yanez by decision. Um, Just on the number, though. Dude. I think we make that, yeah. that very clear, it's right? Just number. on the number. Yeah. I I think that's going to be a great one. I mean, this this whole main card, dude, is honestly the last six fights are like really must must see for me. So let's keep it rolling. Kevin Holland taking on Santiago Ponzinibbio. Right now, you can get Holland. Pretty big favorite coming in minus 240. And uh, Santiago Ponzinibbio coming back at plus 200. Um, Up to 205. Yeah, 205. Here. 205. Right I like Kevin Holland here. Um, but like the hand injury just a few months ago when he fought Wonder Boy, the decision making, especially when you are betting on him can be wildly frustrating at times. <laughs> um, I experienced that against Wonder Boy. Ponzinibbio is like a, like he's, he's a game opponent. I, I'm a little bit surprised that the line is this big. I've been, I've been really considering, I, I know Ponzinibbio is tough. What, what are you thinking, Jay? Come You're on. nodding. Come You're, on. He's trying to are get you. He's trying to get you. Yeah. Follow that line of thought out. You're, I have nothing on this fight right now. Are I'm you, are you on Pond? that the line is this big. Ponzi Nibio's very game. Kevin very Holland, game. Uh, historically known to shit the bed. I see people on terrible decisions. On this man, Kevin Holland. That is, uh, you should never, I wouldn't trust Kevin Holland with a lot of money. I wouldn't trust him with a little bit of money. <laughs> Because I've watched the man fight, and I have be- chosen to believe in his his chances. I'm operating on a new theory here. One, uh, just so we're clear, I'm taking a bet on Ponzinibbio at plus 205 because all of the stuff that you outlined. I'd also like to follow it up with this theory. I think that Kevin Holland might not be good. Mm-hmm. He's not bad, but I think Kevin Holland might be one of those fighters who we feel differently about or we think higher of because he had some, some big wins and big moments that in hindsight and retrospect, a lot less good than they probably should like than, than we thought at the time and that we're carrying in our head. And we just elevate him because he's interesting and he, he says these fun things and he's a, he fights crime in his spare time. (laughs) And so we all, we think better of him for it. But if you look at it, like, I mean, he, he got tuned up by Steven Thompson and, and Hamza Chemaev. Those were not Hamza, The Hamza fight needs to be thrown out, by the way. 
We cannot talk about him and Hamzat on the like that fight didn't even happen to me. I mean, it it sure happened, and he sure got rolled up. I mean, that was so, a fantastic fight for me. I was only under two and a half at like minus oh, one ten. Yeah, yeah it, was it was great. The easiest great bet of my fucking life. <laughs> yeah, it's like Hamzat's fighting who? Okay. They, they opened it at like swapping two the... and a half, like minus one ten, and I like almost like had a heart palpitation <laughs> trying to put everything in my account on it. It's a great bet, but like before that, I mean, uh, just look at the resume, right? Like we think of him as a very good, like elite fighter, but his wins at welterweight, we Tim Means and Alex Oliveira, yeah. those aren't bad wins, but they are not. They're not anything to really hang your hat on, particularly Alex Oliveira at this stage. All of the best fighters he's faced have done him. Like, Stephen Thompson wasn't close. Hamza Chemaev wasn't close. Marvin Vittori wasn't close. Derek Brunson wasn't close. Like, the the good guys he's faced, the only exclusion to that is Ronaldo Jacare Souza, who was old, and we weren't, like, all the way sure he was washed, but it turned out, yeah, he was pretty washed at that point. And so, like... That's his best win, his best performance, and you can't take that away, but you can you can frame that with context and be like, what if he's just like solid? What if he's just a solid fighter? And he's not a great one. And and in the comp like on the other side of that, Santiago Ponzinibbio is a good fighter. Like he at one point in time we had really high projections for him, has fallen short there, but outside of the Li Jing Liang like loss, which he got he got roasted. Yeah. Coming back, super long layoff, comes in, gets roasted. I mean, he's Miguel Baeza and, and Alex Morono are comparable wins to Tim Means and, and Alex Oliveira. And he lose he's he has split decision losses to Jeff Neal and Michelle Pajeta. And those like those were very competitive fights that he was in. Like he he beat Neil Magny, which is a much better win than Kevin Holland has on his resume. Like that's he Gunnar Nelson, still a better win. Like I know that was a long time ago, but it's Ponzinibbio has a better resume. He is very game. Kevin Holland doesn't fight smart all the time. And even even looking at it statistically, like Ponzinibbio is going to work a little bit harder. I think Ponzinibbio can score takedowns if he wants to. We've seen Kevin Holland not very good in that realm. So at plus 205, I'm just taking the shot on Ponzi scheme. Does the being down two rounds to none going into the third against the short notice Alex Morono last time out concern you at all? No, because he won the fight. He I look did. at W's, Connor. I look. I look at the scoreboard, <laughs> and that scoreboard says KO. I will say, I know he ended up getting. I finished think that in the that's where round. a lot of this line is from. Honestly, is that I think, I think Kevin Holland is like incredibly durable. So let me throw something out there to you, just floating it on by Ponzinibbio by decision plus six hundred. I don't hate that. That's a big. Don't difference. hate that at all. I like you're it. adding. You're yeah, adding I mean, Ponzinibbio is. I mean, he obviously is a finisher, but Kevin Holland's pretty durable, and he's not some an otherworldly finisher like Hamza Chimaev or whatever. So, don't hate that. I think I might. I think I might throw a shekel on that. A little quarter unit mm. on a on a little Ponzinibbio by. By decision. I, I don't hate My that. broader point on this fight is largely you should just not be betting Kevin Holland at this price. That's, that's what I Dude, like. Because that's everything. just yes. not a good I see people not unloading it, bro. I, I see people unloading the clip on it. All right, let's keep it rolling. The final fight on the main card. Then we'll let our man Tony free. Raul Rosas. Oh, he's got to hang. He's got to hang for, for one more. He's got to hang for the Gastelum curse. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fair. That's fair. 18 years old. 
Raul Rosas getting in there on another pay-per-view card, this time on the main card, taking on Christian Rodriguez, the Anthony Pettis product. Right now, you can get Raul Rosas for minus 225. Rodriguez coming back at plus 190. How are we feeling about this one, Tony? We trust in the 18-year-old to uh, get it done at at big uh, favorite odds? He's so dynamic too, right? Like He's such a good fighter. And like when he was in the in, in contender series, it's like you want somebody that young to be that good. Now, my worry is biggest stage in the sport at this moment for this month uh, on, on a card that's going to have Masvidal, Izzy Pereira too. Like, is he ready for that kind of light? Right. Like it, it, that part worries me being 18. Like I just obviously everybody's different, but I just think back to when I was 18 and like I played high school and a little bit of college sports, and it's like there's some lights that are really bright, right? And when you walk into the AAA, the MDA, the Casaya Center, whatever the hell it's called now, and you see, oh damn, like this is this is real. Like, what kind of guy will you be? I want to say I, I have two thirty here on DraftKings. Two thirty feels a little high. Like I I haven't dug in on on what the other prop bets are. I I would take him money line just because I think he's a better fighter than Christian Rodriguez. I just really want the hype to be real, right? If the UFC needs somebody that young to be just getting W after W after W and like growing the sport, that that's what it feels like to me, just from a very macro perspective, like the, the UFC needs this. What do you think of this, Judd? You know, uh, you really summed it up for me in in a way that I didn't even realize when you were introducing it, Connor. And it was, are you trusting the eighteen year old? No, he's eighteen. I wouldn't trust an eighteen year old to drive my car. Why am I betting money on him at minus two twenty five odds? He might win this. Look, Christian Rodriguez can grapple, which is really all Raul Rosas Jr. has can do. So this could fight could get interesting. I expect Rosas is going to win. The UFC clearly is building him for something. They're not they they're not idiots. They know how to match make. They are giving him wins or fights that he should win can maybe work out, uh, advance himself, test out different parts of his game uh, against in, an escalating level of opposition. He's probably going to win this fight. He's 18 years old. Like he might wake up and just have like a bad acne day and it jacks his hormones to shit and he can't fight. You, you, There is no clue what the hell an 18 is going to do getting into organized fist fights. Like any world is possible here. I generally am on the belief that you should fade him, but you're not even getting a good price to fade him at this point. Like this isn't some plus 600 thing. It's So this is just a straight up pass for me. I'll watch it and I'll assume Raul Rosas Jr. wins, but... I would never trust an 18-year-old unless I have a lot more reason to than this. Yeah, I'm staying away from it. I, I think he probably wins. Like if this was like a minus 130, you'd probably catch me playing him. Uh, I saw at one book he opened minus 125. Like if it was in that realm, you could probably start talking me into like, yeah, I believe in this kid. Yeah, minus 225. I, I just don't really want any part of this. I, I'm looking forward to it because if he does keep winning, like you said, Tony, it could really mean something serious, especially with him being a, a Mexican fighter. We know how much the Mexican community Mexico's loves taking their over, man. Dude, dude, Mexico's I'm, I'm taking saying. over. Do, do you guys they, see? Do you guys see Rosas as part of like the the lineage that the USC is trying to prop up, a la like O'Malley, Patty, those kind of guys? Where they're kind of feeding them 
a little bit more of uh hmm, what's the word like i think you said it jed like winnable fights where it's easy for them to just keep going up the ranks and keep getting more and more notoriety do you think he's part of that lineage where it's like all right we're just going to kind of usher him in and hope that he continues to beat these guys that we're putting in front of him to, to be honest to me man like if you're 18 fighting in the ufc I feel like it's tough to just like feed you winnable fights. I, I think Christian Rodriguez is on the on a similar level as him. Like he's an Anthony Pettis product. Like he speaks very highly of him. He's had some fights under his belt. Obviously, the Jonathan Pierce fight that was just like a, a fish out of water type thing. Like it, it's just too much, too soon. And then maybe that prepared him well for for this Raul fight. I, I don't think they're they're feeding this guy cans yet. I, I think he's too young at this point to even like assume that. I, I think every win that he can take, every step that he can take is is just huge for him as a fighter. I don't think they should feed him I mean, I, I actually think they should feed him cans. I don't think that's what this fight is. Uh they his next five fights should just be against other contender series signees. Like just just people who maybe can scrap a little bit, but who aren't pedigree there isn't there isn't a clear like oh this guy can win he's 18 he has to develop like he i don't care when he says i'm gonna be the youngest champion ever that's nonsense it's 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 almost objectively not true and certainly (laughs) incredibly unlikely that's that's not how you develop and get better as a like you just he just needs hours needs ring time needs to work against real opposition uh frankly they they don't do this enough, but they should treat him as if he is just on a developmental deal and fighting other dudes and that he same opposition he'd face in a regional circuit just happens to be on a UFC pay-per-view or the prelims of an undercard. I think we are probably are likely to get that unless he just is undeniably dominant every time out. Then eventually they'll just load him up, move forward with it. And then, you know, we'll, we'll keep going, but I, I don't think it's, this is how they market. This is how they promote uh, in general. Sometimes they will give you a, a, a quick boost up and see if you can hang, a la John Jones. And if you can, then you're just at the top. And if you're not, then they reevaluate and, and move Are back. you surprised that he's main card? No. Uh, well, maybe a little bit. I, I wouldn't have thought in a second fight he'd be main card on a sizable pay-per-view right. that we're getting here. But... Uh, I I would have just imagined that it would have been another fight night main card, and then maybe the next one's pay per view. Like this but. feels big, right? Like I like it feels like the lights are huge for him in this spot. Like it feels like like you said, if he should be on the card in like San Antonio, where it's like okay, I get it, mm-hmm. right? But when you're here, it's Miami, it's Masvidal, it's Izzy Pereira, it's like a big deal. And then you've got Raul Rosas. You're like, all right, we hope kind of he's he's one of the next guys in line. It just feels weird sticking him on the main card. I don't know. I agree. I think there's also the potential that they're doing it because eventually, and by eventually, I mean there, there's a time limit to 18-year-old works because he will become 19 and then he'll become 20 and they'll sign another guy who's younger than him. So they may need to at least not push him promotionally up the rankings ladder, but at least push him promotionally in terms of high-value spots on cards because there's only they have a very limited window where it's, He's the youngest fighter in the UFC, and Joe Rogan can flip out about that, right? And and so this is this is what they're getting, and I think it's going to work for him. Like if if he gets the win in this spot, it's just going to continue to elevate him, and hopefully he can you know carry the ball and run with it. All right, so that's what finishes off the main card, and the next fight, 
one fighter is upset with Raul Rosas being on the main card. Uh, it's Chris Curtis. He's taking on Kelvin Gastelum. The return of Gastelum after almost two years away from the octagon. He comes back in a very closely lined fight. Right now you can get Chris Curtis for plus 105. Gastelum coming back at minus 125. What are we thinking on this one, Jed? Hmm. So I wanted Tony to stay here because this is this is important. Tony, you you were, you know, we mentioned it, one of the first guys to find out about Flyweight yeah. Unders, the doctrine of mm-hmm. them. Which I'm very I'm grateful, new, by the way. I'm working on a new thing, Tony, and uh, I wanted you to be here so you can also be a ground floor investor in the chat GPT bet. Oh, we're back. So we're I back. debuted this last <laughs> week. Go deep in detail we on, how, on how this I this already. Went. One AI is taking over. We're all it's it's hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, we need to hold on, hold on a second. So, you, what I, I just need the rundown of what this actually means. So, you went to Chat GPT, who eventually sure will did. take over the world at some point, right? <laughs> and you asked it what? Uh, so you can't, it, it's an interesting thing because you cannot ask Chat GPT, um, like who is going to win a fight. It will just kick back a response that says, I'm not a predictive algorithm or whatever, so I can't do this. So you got to get a little more creative. So it literally tells you, this bet is going to lose. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. (laughs) Look, it just says, I'm not a predictive algorithm. So, you know, you take that at face value and and you continue moving forward. Dig a little deeper. Yeah, I got a little creative. I figured it out a little bit better. And we got ourselves to a place where I can create a chat gpt bet basically mm. where i can input i figured out how to write a question to chat gpt with enough inputs that it can then essentially tell me who's going to win we tried this last week at ufc uh san antonio or two weeks ago i guess it wasn't last week two weeks ago at ufc san antonio and it was shockingly close to accurate we did it on i, I did it on the trevin giles preston parsons fight because that was an even money fight. Like it was, it was my, it was pick 'em fight. So I, I chose to do it on that one. And I don't have the, the script in front of me, but basically it was like it's a back and forth fight. Two guys going at it. Preston Parsons, Parsons kind of wears Trevin Giles down, manages to finally get them to the floor and score a late submission. <laughs> and there were about three of them that were within moments of, of getting it, tapped. It was ridiculously close losing my mind watching this because I think I've broke it. I have You're solved like, this is it. it. I, I, I mean, I was it. like, I've done it. I've done it. And it just barely doesn't hit. And then Preston Parsons loses a split decision. So it is Owen one officially, but I'm not done. I got to see this through. I got to keep going. And I was looking at the fights, looking at the car. I was like, I want to do it on Kelvin Gastel and Chris Curtis, because I had a hard time getting a personal read on this fight. Um, I'm historically bad at predicting Kelvin Gastelum fights for whatever mm. reason. And I'm not very good at Chris Curtis fights either. So I was like, you know what? I can't do it. AI can. So we asked chat GPT oh, about so the exciting. Kelvin Gastelum Chris Curtis fight. And here's what chat GPT gave to me. Here we go. It's a, it's kind of a long thing. Uh, I don't want to read it all for the, for the sake of it, but the short version is, Gaslam's more aggressive, pushing forward, looking for a knockout. Curtis is more measured, using his footwork to avoid incoming attacks, and he builds up an early lead. Gaslam's relentless pressure is able to uh, eventually kind of wear down Curtis. And, I quote, as the fight wore on, it became clear that Gaslam's toughness was taking a toll on Curtis. 
The fighter began to slow down. Gastelum seized the opportunity, launched a flurry of punches that rocked Curtis and sent him crashing to the mat. Gastelum follows up with ground and pound, raining down blows on Curtis until the referee steps in to stop the fight. Gastelum emerges victorious, his hand raised in triumph as the crowd roars with approval. So that's what we're looking Dude. at. ChatGPT is telling me, he's telling us, really, the people, that Calvin Gastelum's going to get this win. It's saying by KO, and I have to again pose the question to you, Connor. Do we just bet the winner, or do we bet Kelvin Gastelum by KO, TKO, DQ? Kelvin Gastelum currently minus 125 by KO, D, TKO, DQ plus 500. Uh, Did it say around? It didn't say around. Okay. I haven't I mean, factored that honestly, into adding Honestly, until, until the knockout, which... Which could happen, but I don't really see like too likely just because of how tough Curtis is and like Chris Curtis is a is a durable yes, and, durable. Yeah, man. Kelvin Gastelum is not like a knockout artist by any means. Up up until that point, like it sounded like pretty accurate. Like they're just like trading blows, and then like Gastelum's toughness is what wears because like Gastelum is is tough as nails as well. I don't know. This is this is your bet. This is your thing. I will say I'm on Gastelum kind of for what Jet Chat GPT says. Like I feel like there's just he's just gonna out volume and uh like he's not gonna get that counter KO punch that we've seen Chris Curtis have success with so many times. Joaquin Buckley last time out, we saw it happen, like we saw it happen against Phil Hawes, saw it happen against Brendan Allen. Like he he has used that many times to win. I don't know if he's gonna be able to use that here against Kelvin Gastelum. Gastelum's also fought the best of the best in this division had it obviously the war with Adesanya. Uh, so I am on Gaslam. Whether you go with KO or not, I'll leave that to you. I, th- I think I'm going to bet Gaslam, but I'm also going to sprinkle on the KO I like that. I like so I can that. have I'll be in all on KO with you. Covered. I'll be yes. on KO with you. But Plus 500, I, I like that. I needed you to be here, Tony, because if ChatGPT bet becomes the new thing, I wanted you to, to yes, be able to, to take also full be advantage of, of breaking yes. gambling. I, I broke gambling. <laughs> I love it. Because, I mean, we can transport this over to football season, That's come football saying. season. Could this be I mean, almanac? I should have done this for the final four, I, frankly. Yeah. Didn't think about it, but, like, we're... I'm shook. I'm going to continue to to work this. On is this is like finding Biff's almanac. Like, we have yeah, it in our hands. Saying. That's what we I'm saying. We just have to I, harness I the power of it. This, and if, I think if we if just... If he gets like, a third-round knockout, like... Because I'm, I'm telling you... Go back and watch the Preston Parsons fight, knowing that Chat GPT was just like, it's going to be back and forth, and then he's going to eventually get a sub. There was a couple times where I was like, no way this is happening. Like, like, it looked like it was locked up. It looked like he got got the most excited I've been all year watching a fight. Like, it was like (laughs) for Preston Parsons, Trevin Giles. Yes, yes, it was crazy. It was crazy. Like, obviously, like, I I don't think we really, I, I think you may have posted something about it, Jed, but like, it was sort of a behind the scenes thing. A couple of the MMA fighting guys were in on it too. And oh, like, yeah. we were going bananas. Like, I was like, the, the chat was popping off for the chat GPT bet. <laughs> I'm locked in. It was I'm locked in. This it is was great. electric. So I, I am desperately hoping this hits because I don't care if I lose every other bet this weekend. If I've, if I've found the Rosetta stone to gambling, <laughs> That's if Kelvin Gaslam is standing over Curtis and just wailing oh on him, God. and the ref comes in, I'm gonna lose my mind yes. at the AAA. <laughs> You'll lose be the guy. My mind. We, we're editing the timeline right now. You're gonna be the guy that's like the crowd gave him so much <laughs> approval. It's gonna be you yeah. and everyone around you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like we're editing Chachi the timeline. Real time. Uh, all right, that is the main card. That is the featured prelim. Uh, Tony, thank you so much for joining us, brother. Boys. 
Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. I will be boots on the ground if you need me. You yes. got my number. You hit me up. I got our bets locked in. Let's make some money, huh? Let's make some money, bro. Have a fantastic hey, time. And you enjoy. Enjoy, oh, dude. Enjoy. Boys, it's going to be I will be fantastic. posting First galore. time in 20 years. I know. In 20 years. I know. Hopefully not the last time in 20 years. Hopefully we get some more, some more of these down on, bro. Because I would love to go to a car down in Miami. Dude, yes. Oh, Next time, be I'm, I'll be fun. here. We'll make it happen. All right, brother. Tony, be easy, man. Guys, Guys appreciate peace. you. Peace. Peace. All right, let's keep it rolling. On the prelims next up, Michelle Watterson-Gomez taking on Luana Pinheiro. Right now, you can get uh, Gomez. Watterson-Gomez at plus 140. Pinheiro coming back at minus 165. I don't have any action on this. Strongly considered Michelle Watterson. Really like the idea of Michelle Watterson plus three and a half points. So when it goes to the judges' scorecards, uh, you get that handicap. And essentially, she just has to win one round. So I waited for that to come out. It came out at minus 210. Not playing that at minus 210. Uh, I was hoping to get like a minus 125 or something on it. Like, give me give me something good. Minus 210. I was like, okay. All right. I'll just stay away from this fight. So, yeah. I uh, I don't know. I want to bet Pinheiro. I don't know if I'm going to or not. It's Watterson's 37. Should have lost five in a row. I know she got the win over Angela Hill. Splitty that she probably didn't deserve. Uh, it's, it's just hard for me to... I certainly can't back Michelle Waterston at this price. I'm a little unclear if, if Luana Pinheiro is good, but she probably has enough juice in the tank here. But instead, uh, instead of betting it, um, even though maybe I'll do it, and instead of doing that, you know what? I just thought, you know what we should do here? We have on this card several women's strawweight fights. And uh, I'm going to parlay up some overs. I thought about doing three of them, but the uh, the the uh, the opener between uh, Jacqueline Amarim and Sam Hughes, I have no confidence in that hitting the over uh, in that particular fight. And frankly, neither do the sports books uh, as the over under two and a half is, is a pick them basically. So instead, I'm uh, I'm parlaying up the over two and a half Michelle Waterson Gomez, Luana Pinheiro with the over two and a half in the Cynthia Calvillo Lupita Gonez, Lupi Gonez fight. They're both around minus 300. The payout's minus 140, basically. Um, and yeah, like it's Waterston is in general durable. She's been subbed a couple of times. Pinero has a few subs on, on her uh, resume, but she has not fought anybody uh, to the level of Michelle Waterston at this point. So I think we're just likely in for a straw weight over. So give me the straw weight over. All right, a little pacifist parlay for the uh, women's little pacifist parlay. I'm cool with that. Let's keep it rolling. On to the next prelim, Joe Pfeiffer. B, Joe Pfeiffer versus Gerald Mearshart. Right now, Joe Pfeiffer coming in at minus 190. Gerald Mearshart coming back at plus 160. Uh, I played Mearshart. I took him at plus 168. I'm a little surprised by that. Yeah, I mean, dude, I'm I'm just a Pfeiffer guy? I mean, dude, I like Joe Pfeiffer, but his level of competition compared to Gerald Mearshart is uh, not quite on the exact same level. I'm just not fully sold on him. Uh, he's looked great. Uh, he had a he had a grappling match with Eric Anders. looked looked good in that as well. There's a world where I just have egg on my face. Almost every bet that I make this weekend, there's a world where I just have egg on my face. Like that's that's just something that I'm kind of accepting here. Uh, there's a lot of ways that I could potentially lose these bets. This one, Joe Pfeiffer comes out. Starches Gerald Mearshart. We've seen it happen before. It wouldn't be the most shocking thing ever. But this is his first real test. Mearshart is always dangerous throughout the 15 round, throughout the 15 minutes. I thought he looked great against the big power puncher in Bruno Silva. 
somewhat of a similar matchup. Pfeiffer's probably better on the ground than than Silva is, but always live, always dangerous. Veteran with miles more experience than Joe Pfeiffer. Uh, and I think there's there's a world where he gets this done. Should have waited, uh-huh. honestly, on the sub prop. I, I see a couple books out there with like a plus 375, plus 400. He's won 11 of his last 12 by sub. Uh, so that's probably the smarter thing to do, but just took him straight. I do think that would be the smarter thing to do. This is going to be a fun week because you and I have a lot of uh, competing interests. Nice. I like Joe Pfeiffer. I, I I sort of assumed Joe Pfeiffer would be one of your guys, you know, just um, up and coming riser. Seem just feels like he's a feels like he should be a Connor Burke's guy. Got to be honest. So I'm down with Pfeiffer, but a little, little surprised you are. You know, he's not an an automatic bet for you. Um, and but I'm I'm taking him by KO Gerald Mearshart. Look, he's not not durable, right? Like he's he. He's just incredibly experienced, but I've seen him get knocked out a couple of times not too long ago. Uh, Joe Pfeiffer got them hands, and I'm uh, it's minus one hundred five, basically basically even money. And I, I just like Joe Pfeiffer. I'm I'm here to support this is this week. I am uh, pretty much just backing prospects. I'm like I like these people on the come up. Let's go for it. So give me Joey P. I uh, I think that. One of us is going to end up looking nice and sharp here. Either the Piper by KO is going to hit, or Gerald Mearshart is going to hit. Yeah, I think I think Mearshart by sub, if you're getting it like plus three hundred, yeah. is a, is a little interesting for certain. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw one book at like plus three seventy five for it, um, but I already laid the the straight line on it. Um, you know, a little bit of MMA math, Stolfus. just tapped him. Yeah. Um, all right, so that is that fight. I think it should be fun, no matter what happens in it. I do believe it will be fun. Uh, The next fight might be fun for you. I don't know know if it's going to be fun for everyone else. No, It is Carl Williams and Jay Sherman facing off in a heavyweight bout. Right now, Carl Williams coming in at the short price of minus 475. Jay Sherman going back plus 380. Um, Short notice Carl Williams. He just fought a few weeks ago. uh, Won that bout by decision. And let me tell you what I'm going to do here. I'm going to do just that. I'm going to take him to win by decision. Oh, plus I love it. I love it. We're on the same page. Not because I'm taking him by decision, because that's not what I do here. It's a heavyweight fight. Shouts to Tony, who remembered the 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 majesty of it. I don't care that it's short notice. Carl Williams is a decision machine. Uh, last two fights gone to the cards. Just I mean, I'm like... I'm honestly shocked that he's minus 500 and his I got his decision prop plus 175. It is uh it's especially because uh, so DraftKings doesn't have an over under set on this fight at the moment uh since it is short notice but looking around elsewhere uh, I'm seeing it come in around minus 125 so they think this fight's going long and that he's winning very unclear why the decision I just have to assume it's because Chase Sherman um has been submitted and or knocked out a bunch, but he's also lost a bunch of decision of his 11 losses, five are in the cards. He's not some wilting Lily. He can hang at least a little bit, uh, particularly if all Carl Williams is going to do is shoot takedowns and then gas out, get real tired. So this is one of those bets. It's the over. It's, it's how I'm always am. But this first, the first round will tell the tale. If Williams it burns a lot of energy in the first round, 
and we're getting into minute seven, minute eight at the start of round two, and it starts getting real heavyweighty, then that's when I'm alive. That's when the, the, the excitement comes because anything could happen and hopefully nothing does and we just make it all the way to the final bell for you, good sir. My, my, my worry is, is that either Carl Williams gasses out and Chase Sherman takes advantage of that. Like you also have to kind of think Chase Sherman's going to gas out or Chase Sherman just like does like, so like in the, in the fights, that I want like, this to be a Sherman Parker Porter with wrestling kind of fight. Yeah. So like when, when, when you talked about like, he doesn't wilt, typically he doesn't wilt when it's a striking affair. It's when it goes to the ground, which is what Carl Williams does. But also at the same time, Carl Williams doesn't submit people. No. He's just like kind of just like a pressure wrestler. It's going to be dicey. I can guarantee that because the the second, I'm talking the second that the Carl Williams Bredsky fight ended just a few weeks ago on the UFC Las Vegas card, the Piotr Jan Marabdavalashvili card, the second it ended and I was on Carl Williams, uh, I was like, that man's never getting another dime of my money until he <laughs> proves himself. And here I am betting him by decision again. Plus <laughs> and here you are. Now I like this. It was greasy, dude. I do think it was it was, it was a lot of stuff happening in that fight. It was a great heavyweight over. It was a great yeah. heavyweight oh, over. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, uh that'll be that'll be a good one. Just four fights to go. Let's let's Carl Williams could boys. become the the figurehead of heavyweight overs. You know where he's from. I mean you know we, where he's fighting out of. We we like our boy, is all I'm gonna say. Friend of we, the podcast, fighting out of Atlanta, of Georgia. Pod, friend of the pod, ATTATL. Let's go. I mean, tough not to like him. Tough not to like him. And, you know, according to Topology, he's currently the 69th best heavyweight fighter in the world. So, nice. Yeah, can't can't dislike that. All right, next up, we go to Cynthia Calvillo and Lupita Gonitas, a straw weight bout. Cynthia coming down for the first time in a few years. Right now, you can get Lupita Godinez, minus 275. Calvillo coming back, plus 230. Again, and let me, let me run something by you here, actually. Oh, I love it. So I took Cynthia Calvillo, just like threw a half unit on her at, at plus 240. It's, it's really more of a, I don't necessarily trust Lupita Godinez, and I don't necessarily think Cynthia Calvillo is like fully, fully washed. I think she can compete in this, especially if, if Lupita is not going for the takedowns and getting them successfully, or if she even goes for the takedowns, and if it becomes a boxing match and she uses the pressure, I think she can win this. Plus, it's just mid-tier women's MMA, and it's like a huge line, and Lupita Godinez, her three losses in the UFC have all come as a minus 220 or bigger favorite. So there is someone out there right now that has parlayed up Lupita Godinez in all three of her losses at minus 220 or bigger and is going back to the well this weekend. I can almost I can almost guarantee it. Here's what I'm going to throw by you, though. I got plus money on Calvillo, Mearshart, Gaslam, Font, and Masvidal. What I'm thinking is a little like all dogs go to heaven parlay. Mm. Oh, I love all dogs go to heaven. That's a phenomenal. I love this so much. I've been here's, here's, the, here, here's the thing. What, what do you think I mean by all dogs go to heaven parlay? I just parlaying up a bunch of dogs. <laughs> I was saying all dogs go to heaven oh, and oh, they as all lose. Dead. And I just take, I take all the favorites as like a barrier. If I just go over on these underdogs. Oh, you're saying you're saying I think you should uh, just parlay all the dogs together because let's I want to have the plus four hundred thousand dollar success story. I want that to be. Can you imagine the places No Bets Bard would go if we won four hundred grand on like a four dollar bet? 
So right now, if I parlayed up Gasolum, Calvillo, Mearshart, Font, and Masvidal, it pays out at plus nineteen thousand one hundred ninety-seven. Still got to get some more. Still got to get some more going there. But what is what is that one? Point? I mean, I think we just got to. You just got to parlay the props, Jeez. props and rounds. You know. Wow, it's it really it, it's mesmerizing looking at it. Just like the thought of throwing one unit on that and it's somehow hitting because fifty dollars would win me ten k. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot of k. It's also not going to happen. Also, I, I'm hoping I'm hoping that two of these win. That's, that's like the if you thing want that's the most insane know, to me. Is think about that. You're talking fifty to win ten k, right? And that's like a lot of big underdogs. And that's not even in the neighborhood of the plus four hundred thousand dollars super hitter. Like yeah. you have to, that guy was you like have plus to add like twelve million. more plus three hundred. Right, let's go Santiago by decision. Let's go, let's go, uh, let's go Mearshart by sub. Ooh, what, okay. what else are we working right, with? That's got to be getting us someplace. I mean, we're already at twenty five. Let's let's add one more and like we'll Masvidal really start by decision up. maybe. Oh wow! Let's see, let's see what they're giving it to us at. Uh, Masvidal by decision is plus a thousand. Now we're <laughs> we're inflating quickly. Now let's go. Let's go. Adesanya by KO. Starting too. to cook just for the hell of it. Plus three hundred there. Now we're Ooh. getting in that range. Now now ten dollars wins us twelve thousand. Ooh. Now we're starting to really talk my language. Just, <laughs> yeah, just a hope not. and a prayer. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, just I guess a like hope that's, and a prayer. That's what you're doing. A, a hope and a prayer. I mean, it's like it's like the lottery. You're playing the lottery only instead of ping pong balls that you have no control over. You get to at least feel some level of of connection to the event. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I got it to I I actually do not hate this three leg parlay. Ponzinibbio by decision, Mearshart by submission, Adesanya by KO is plus 10,400. I don't like, I really don't hate that. That's not awful. Certainly not awful. What if I threw in Rob Font by decision? That's, that's going to keep moving it right on up. That gets us to plus 40,000. It's a lot of thousand. I don't like it. a I don't, lot of thousand. I, I don't hate that. What is Steve Garcia by KO? Uh, they don't have it up yet. They don't have it up yet. <laughs> oh, they don't. They don't have that one. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I mean, this is this is a long shot of all long shots. What if I just threw five on it, just for the hell of it? That's two grand. Why not? I mean, what's what is five dollars at really? Yeah, I, th- I think I might do it. I might, I might throw a fiver on that. God, I hope you hit it. It would be the best. I'd be so Rob happy Font for Font decision, Adesanya KO, Mearshart submission, Ponza Nibio by decision. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to hit, but I, I don't mind throwing a fiver on it. I certainly don't mind throwing a fiver on it. Let's live that dream. Uh, back to the Calvillo-Godinez fight, though, just, just for the sake of it. First thing I'll say is I already mentioned I'm taking the over two and a half. Uh not, I mean, good fighters. Uh, Godinez is just not a big finisher. Never has been. Calvillo is mostly durable. Uh, and when she has lost, it's it's been by sub. That's not really Godinez's uh, wheelhouse. So I think we're we're long for the cards here. 
I will say, I think I mentioned this on a previous pod when we had a loopy Godinus fight. It makes you feel a little bit better about where you're at here. Statistically, you can't deny these numbers. Lupi Godinez has never defeated a woman taller than 5'3". Cynthia Calvillo, 5'4". I so that's That's a hard data point. It's a hard data point for you to kind of feel a little bit better about the Calvillo backing. I mean, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Uh, yeah, I mean, if Lupi comes out here and just ragdolls her, I'm not going to be shocked. You're not going to be coloring me shocked. It'll be okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm on Calvillo. Big dog odds. We'll see what can happen. Let's keep it rolling. Three more fights to get into. Ignacio Bahamondes taking on Trey Ogden. Trey Ogden technically on short notice, but he's really just stepping in because he lost his fight two weeks ago. Uh, right now, Bahamondes minus 345. Ogden plus 285. Not really interested in uh, in playing anything on this. I like Bahamondes. Don't mind him as like a parlay piece. I think he's... Just kind of the better fighter here. Uh, everywhere this one goes, I think he's going to be able to pick him apart on the feet. Bigger, taller, rangier. I like Bob does to get it done. I don't have any disagreement with you. I think he does get it done. I don't have a bet. No no price for me on this one. Uh, just already have plenty of action down. Didn't feel like a prelim card that I wasn't going to do a ton of research on. So yeah. I think he's so going to win, I, but that's, have- that's all I got. Plenty of action, but I've only got like eight units exposure right now, which I like. I like that. I like it. Just cautious. Close to the chest. Close to the chest. Let's keep it close to the chest. All right. A couple more fights to get into here. Uh, I actually do have something on this next one. Steve Garcia taking on Charlie and Norton Becca. Last time we saw Norton Becca out there. Dicey, dicey. Saw some sketchy stuff happen. He fought Derek Minner last time out. Line. Went to oblivion, but I'm going to go ahead and say that. Dominant win. Dominant win, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the Derek Minner sub betters on that one. That was sick. Uh, Shiley Ann, minus 205. Steve Garcia, plus 175. I'm actually on the under two and a half, so get a minus 135. Garcia, brawler. Six of his last seven ended in the first or second round. He's going to bring the action. Shiley Ann is low volume. He's not going to be able to do that here unless he just pushes the wrestling and lays and prays. In that case, I'm just going to have to eat the L, but I think Garcia is going to turn this into a brawl and someone's going to go out. Uh, 29 of Shyland's 39 wins are by finish. Uh, I think we see another one here. I agree completely. Uh, that was perfect. <laughs> it's just, Thank you. Wow. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, this, this isn't going long. This just isn't going long. You know, um, Steve RC is fun, man. He's a fun I, I, I already very fun. And if he comes in with a pre-existing injury and James Krause in his corner, then we know for sure <laughs> this fight won't be going on. Zing! Stevie Garcia. Zingers. Hides for no but, man. You know, uh, uh, yeah, I, I got nothing. All right. Well, then let's finish this bad boy off. It is a straw weight bout. Jacqueline Amaram taking on Sam Hughes. Amaram, big favorite, minus 245. Sam Hughes plus 205. I thought about playing up, parlaying up Amaram. Uh, She's, you know, undefeated. Most of her wins by finish. All of her wins by finish via first round submission, one KO mm-hmm. on a record. But I don't know. I don't know. This is this is prospects. This is unknown. I decided to stay away. I think that's a reasonable answer. Uh, I didn't even want to take the over here because uh, Aaron's her ability to finish 
is really concerning against a fighter like Sam Hughes, who is fine, but not exceptional, just a, a fine fighter, has proven to be relatively durable in her career, but I, I don't have any idea how good Amarin really is, uh, and I'm not willing to bet money on anything just kind of as we're figuring it out at this stage. So I'm picking Amarin to win. I'm not going not gonna to lay the price here or at any of the props. Just, just think she's going to get it done, though. Yeah, I'm with you. I think she probably does get it done, and uh, it'd be exciting to see her get a finish. Um, she's definitely got some uh, star potential with how many finishes she's gotten, and uh, yeah, she could being, be being really, really good. And that's the end of the card. But I have a question for you before we wrap Please. and get out of here, Connor Burke. Tell me. There's also a PFL this week. Do you have any action on the PFL? Ah, I love that you asked me this because like that, that felt like it brought some life back into me here. Uh, strongly considering Marcelo Nunez minus two twenty five against mm-hmm. Mo Green. Okay, I don't, I don't hate that at all. Uh, yeah, it feels like that's like a nice, a nice one for him to get it done. I, I, I don't mind that. Uh, I like. I mean, the numbers getting blown out now. Lord have mercy. I think Larissa Pacheco is is going to going yeah, to steamroll Julia Bud. Yeah, numbers minus eight hundred now. Uh Ali Walsh, I think he almost certainly wins. Numbers too big for me to bet, but I'm with you. Um Yeah, I mean let maybe me, like some. Let me ask unders. you a question. Tell uh, me, tell me, tell me. I I just have a I don't have a bet, but I have a question. And it's uh why is Bruno Capeloza uh like two to one favorite over Mateo Scheffel. I know Mateo Scheffel wasn't good. These two dudes fought less than a year ago and, and Scheffel won a UD uh, in yeah. the 2022 regular season. That ended up being, you know, yeah, I remember that. the thing that kept Capaloza out of the playoffs uh, defending would have been a defending champion, I think. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I have no idea. Just, I mean, I, I'm unclear why he's a, 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 a big favorite. I could see him being a favorite. He's, uh, would appear to be a better fighter, but being a two to one favorite over a guy who the I mean, most recent thinking, fight of his was a loss to Sheffield just seems very odd to me. I mean, they were thinking like Capeloza was like the future for PFL for a minute there. Like he was, he was finishing everyone, and he was. I mean, great. he looked like he would have been. He's a minus five sixty. Yeah, barnstorming a bunch of people who aren't very good. Yeah, so I mean, I, the odds have come down a lot in that regard, but. I don't, it feels like, I don't know. I'm not sure I want to take the bet, but just feels a little weird. You know, we were just talking, we talked at the top about guy in the rematch being an underdog despite winning. We've got that again at a bigger price point and much worse fighters. We're talking Capelos and Sheffield. So it it caught my attention and I wanted to get thoughts from you. I might take, uh, I might take like an under prop or a fight doesn't go to a decision on the Renan Ferreria fight. That always feels uh, kind of safe. But yeah, I might, so far... I might I... just put up a chalky PFL parlay. Who are just you thinking Pacheco, of putting Pacheco, uh, Pacheco, Ali Wash. I like yep. Alina Kolesnik as like a person, but Aspen Lad's probably going to win that fight. Uh, just just getting Almost chalky certainly. with it. Goltsov maybe in there, you know? Anytime you see this, like the Marina, Moknatkina fight... Uh, I have no idea who that is, but she's a minus 500 and I don't know why. (laughs) 
I would be lying if I pretended to have a deep understanding of either woman competing in that one. Yeah, I mean, like, are we going to build one up right here? Let's let's say you go, let's let's say you go Larissa Pacheco and Ali Walsh. I mean, you're you're only at minus three thirty after that. Who we had next? We, do we believe in Goldsoff against Jorgen De Castro? I would definitely. I would add Aspen Lad. Okay, let's add. Aspen I think Aspen Lad's going to beat Elena Kolesnik. That gets us to minus one sixty six. That gets us in there. Maybe just one more. Now we're getting greedy. Uh, maybe Marcelo Nunes. Maybe Marcelo Nunes in there minus two two twenty five. That'll get us I mean, to plus money for oh sure. Yeah, yeah. Now you're at plus money. Now you're at plus I mean, that's that's a, just a chalk soup, PFL chalk soup. I don't, don't hate, hate it. it. Don't hate it. I mean, maybe that's just maybe maybe I just be really dumb and just add uh, Marcelo Nunes to that parlay. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. I like it. I love your strategy for this weekend of underdogs in the UFC chalk out the wazoo in the PFL. It's a great combo. I think it's going to work out well. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, Hopefully it's a winning week. There's no telling if it's going to the way my year's going. Hopefully it's got a qu- plus 10,000 week. Oh, yeah. I forgot I'm going to throw that fiver in. I am going to throw that fiver in. That would be uh, that would be something, as the kids say. Man. One book just dropped a line on Ilya Taporia, I mean, Josh Emmett. It has moved quickly. Oh, what, what was the line? It opened up at minus 200. It's now minus two sixty. Don't don't like that nearly as much. And don't like that number. Don't Um, like that number. All right, well that's it. We can talk about that number when time comes. Uh, Got quite a few bets already for Kansas City. Can't wait for that one. You're gonna be boots on the ground, if I'm not mistaken. Sure am. Sure am. Next week, so be cannot wait for that for Kansas City. Very excited. Yeah, love the bar, love the barbecue. Got Max and and our boy. I don't know if he's, Almighty. I don't know if he's our boy, but he's certainly my boy on Rhode Island. Oh, then so you're fucking, I'm you're crazy. Very excited. Yes, our boy. Yes, Arnold our Allen boy, is. You you our, you were throwing our, out Joe Pfeiffer earlier, like you were like, oh yeah, I thought Joe Pfeiffer might be one of your boys. Like, Arnold I just Allen thought is he like, was. I thought he'd be your boy. Arnold Allen is like tried. And I mean, I know true, he's Ariel's like, boy. Oh well. Him coming on the show as much as he does. Are you picking him? Are we, are be- we going to have ourselves Pick a little I've already bet him. I already bet him. Let's Plus go. Plus 150. I, I put the bet in. Let's go. No doubt. Let's go. Preemptive Wolfpack wager for yes, next sir. week, guys. Yes, sir. Uh, all right. That's it. I'm done talking. 287 should be sick. Miami, can't wait. Watch the watch party on Saturday. See you next week for Kansas City. Jed, get there safe. Peace. I love y'all. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. 
the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.